0: Folks, welcome back to another episode of your favorite. That's what Christina was telling us before the show. She was like, you know, everybody I come across, no matter what I'm talking to them about, groceries at the store, paranormal, Christmas presents for the f- upcoming year, they always want to just say how happy they are that they get to exist in a world with mostly ghostly that plays through their airwaves, you know what I mean? And I was touched, I was honored I was humbled to tell you the truth. I was truly humbled to hear something like that. You know what I mean? It was so good. Ray, how do you feel? You, you you humbled from that too? Oh, definitely. All right. Well, that was a that was a Halloween trick for everybody out there. You know what I mean? I know the shows. I know the show's beloved, but you know, no praise like that yet from all around. Even at the gro- no no grocery store praise yet. We're aiming for it though. We're shooting for it, but. Today we have a great guest with us, Christina Stone. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: Doing very well. Welcome to the Mostly Ghostly Show. You know what I mean? We've been in each other's orbit for a while now, I feel. And uh, it's good to finally get you lay out an episode. You know what I mean? Do it big.
1: Right. And thank you.
0: Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Uh, you, we, I think we met you through fellow uh, friend Ray Arnold, I believe. That was the correct. Metro West in the house. Whoop whoop! Shout out. You know what I mean. I know Ray listens. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if you're too familiar with the with the show. We just kinda, we like to start from the beginning and you know take a little journey towards the end or towards you know the the incomplete story, if you will, um, and just talk about different situations of the paranormal and the unexplainable. You know what I mean? Okay. So where did it all kind of get started for you with the whole paranormal deal? Is (laughs) it something that uh, as a kid, I know a lot of people from their youth There's usually like an event or two that kind of sparks it off.
1: I think it's been a part of my life really since I can really remember. I grew up in a very haunted house and property. And I was its favorite victim and my bedroom was its favorite. And so I've just been a very alert child and throughout my life, and I think I'm like 47 now because my daughters always tease me. I'm forgetting my age. I believe they said I'm 47 now. Anyway, um, it still goes on.
2: Yeah.
1: And 27. Great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenons of all kinds. So. That's where that began.
0: When you said the property and the house, was it two different occurrences or you mean like just the the property with the house on it?
1: Um, so there was property all around the house. Um, it was like over an acre and it surrounded the house, but that my dad bought the house and then started, you know, tearing it down and reworking on it. And I think he disturbed some stuff. Yeah. And the property had this really cool I mean, there's a couple parts of the property, but up top, if you will, is it, it was like um uh kind of like a hill and it had this creepy swamp. So we used to play up there too. And then I got stories beyond stories with this house and the property itself, primarily the house though.
0: Yeah. You, know. you hear a lot of stories about haunted swamps. You think that's, but was there like ever a culture back in the day that liked to, that put their body, like put the bodies of their loved ones in the swamps the same way they would the ground, but more in a swampy type deal? I'm trying to think of why swamps catch such a, cause you hear, I often hear about a lot. We have Hockamock Swamp down here, a gigantic one, but I'm always hearing about, the swamp areas being kind of infested with the paranormal. Do either of you have any kind of idea why you think that is?
1: I don't know exactly, but <clears throat> I would validate that.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's... That uh, if there was ever a, there was a, a period when people were too lazy to dig the holes, they just started putting put them in swamps. You know what I mean? It's very possible. Right before the extinction of one of them, one of the one of the peoples.
2: Well, this swamp
1: was like a trip. I mean, my dad had left a little boat for us to roll across the swamp. But it was all like it had algae and stuff. And there was like, not like quicksand, but I don't even know how to explain it. This just deep sinking sound Almost like you're watching like the never-ending story where, where the kid's sinks in the swamp area. It right. was a lot like that, and on the water it always felt like like there was going to have be an accident, so we would hurry and get the hell out of there. I don't know why we were intrigued to play there, though.
0: <laughs> Is there, you, you know, no one's there. It's one of those cool places. It's got water, so it's fun. Yeah, like, the quicksand was... As a kid, I remember quicksand being worse than drowning in my mind because it's... Right. The, you're breathing in sand, which is no good with water. Um, somebody told me quicksand was a mess. It wasn't a real thing.
1: I don't know how to describe it other than what you what we've heard. Like All the, I know uh, is yeah. if you I, stuck your feet in it you were sinking, it would give me this very claustrophobic, oh, crap. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. i got to get out. And then you try to step out of it, and you couldn't. It was almost like that area was trying to trap us there. So right. after a while, we quit playing there.
0: <laughs> you know, we're woods people, I think. <clears throat> Not so much city folk. Um, so it's, I could believe, you know, just being in swamps all my life as child. As a child, I could definitely believe in like a sick, that getting so sick that it'd be like. What quicksand would be? I think that that's kind of what they equated to. Because I've been like in some real sloppy swamps where you go in there and it's it's just muck, it's just whatever, what you know what I mean? It's like uh, mm. you could put it, you could it looks like pudding, you know what I mean? And you get you take your shoes and it does all types of awful things like that. I think that's more of like the quicksand thing, and maybe um maybe it gets a bad rap because animals went through them and got stuck and drowned. Maybe there, maybe there's something to that why why uh, swamps have a bad rap. But I've got a every town, either it's an urban legend or reality. Every town has a haunted swamp, and there's got to either be something to that, or just kind of some. Which I feel there might be something to it because, uh, like I said, animals getting stuck and drowning, and such, and people even in certain situations, things being hidden there. Not even thinking about if you gotta you, you know you're, you're behind the eight ball you gotta kill your neighbor or something like that you, <laughs> know, you put them in the swamp, yeah. you know what I mean and you chill out for a while till there's nothing left to worry about you know stuff like that probably <laughs> had a billion times murder weapons, you know what I mean all types of crazy stuff um, Ray, have you ever put anything that we shouldn't be talking about in the swamp <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, but I'll agree that uh, the swamp, the potential, particularly if you go back far enough, um, a place to dispose of bodies and hide them, or commit a crime or a murder, yeah. that would have been a perfect place to do it and not get caught. Yeah. That's I certainly true. That might lend to uh, the atmosphere being haunted, if you're talking about the violent death or the bodies being dumped there, not not a proper funeral, then, uh, yeah, that that swamp could very
0: well be haunted. Yeah, wetlands are like a desert-like when it comes to seclusion, you know what I mean? Nobody goes out and such. Now, you said it was a gentleman, it was a guy that you think haunted the uh, grounds? I think he's still
1: haunting there.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I know who took over the property. They took down the house. It was a two-story house. And um, they, I'm assuming, probably had some really crap experiences, but chose to live there anyway and put some trailers on the property. Oh, They, t- yeah, they totally took down the house, the garage, everything.
0: And uh, you know we talked about on the show before when you're talking about like when when you, when your dad started doing renovations and kicking up kicking up you know bad deals. That's that's all very very common when that happens. You know what I mean? But them t- them knocking it down and building over and putting the yeah, it's like the t- that that age old thing of like hauntings or you know you can't just get rid of them by tearing down the house. You know what I mean? It's like where it is, it's the spot. You know until they like cleanse you- that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he always had kind of a, he told me later in life, he had kind of a weird feeling about this place, but it was where we landed. And I really don't believe a whole lot in coincidence. Yeah. So, um, he described it. Now I would disagree and he's passed, but we spoke about it before he passed last winter this month. Um, He told me he viewed the place like it was almost like people were burying their junk and stuff. And not just, you know, like in the swamp and stuff, because there was a swampy little area outside of the front yard. But I guess he would find bike parts and this and that. And so he almost made it sound like, you know, gypsy junkies, if you will, Mm. without...
0: um, Charlie
1: Manson I don't know. Charlie
0: Manson's out there, the family's out there getting down. Ray, you getting any vibes off this?
3: Uh I got a I got a question. Uh just answer yes or no. Um uh, was this gentleman on the short side? Was he wet? Was he was he on the short side? My
1: father or this person?
3: Well, is there someone in spirit that on a uh, on the short side?
1: My father wasn't very tall. Yeah.
3: Okay. No, ju- just yes yes or no. Okay. Uh mostly the one I'm seeing is mostly bald on top, maybe a few strands uh dock here around the sides. Yes, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. A little heavy, a little heavy. I I would say stocky, not really heavy. Yes. Okay. Um later in life would need glasses to read yes okay that person is with you now
1: wow that just gave me the chills
3: <laughs> ray, ray does that yeah he has that effect now, Ed, what what happens is when when you start talking and there is a connection sometimes if someone wants to come through and let them know that you're here distance doesn't make any difference they just open the door and say hi let them know I'm here okay I'll do it
1: (laughs) well thank you I've been feeling my parents presence for a while my mom passed a a little over a year before him so
3: well uh, he's with you
2: all right cool hi dad
0: how you doing Mr. Stone <laughs> no, now now we have to end the show because like how do you how do you how do you how do you go from that? But well, but when you were
3: when you were saying when you do renovations, I was thinking one question. I don't know if you would know it or not, but did they refurbish the wood or any part of the building, sell it off to go into another building?
1: I don't know if they sold it, but from my understanding, he took stuff down and rebuilt whatever he wanted to. I don't know if the house was complete. Um, we left there when I was about 16 and a half. I'm not sure exactly when we moved in, but I know I was rather young and I grew up there.
3: Because if they refurbished that wood, even if they use it in the same, some of it in the same property, um, some of that energy from the original haunting is going to stay.
1: It's my belief that he did both put new stuff in and used what was there.
0: And did you ever find out what, how the gentleman that uh, was there passed at all?
1: No, it's still a big mystery. I've thought about reaching out to those people, but I don't know that bought the property, but I don't know. I've talked to Ray Arnold about, hey, if you ever make it to Kelso and Longview, Washington, boy, you will find some stuff there. Because where I grew up, it was at 603 Cool Road, cool with a K, mm. and it was up on Mount Pleasant, but it was out in the country, and it was the most dangerous road in Kelso, Washington, and I frequented Longview, Washington quite a bit seemed like just about every weekend. So
0: we could, um, you could maybe get call and get like the records, you know what I mean? I know that we did it. We, 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 because we do the films as well. We shot in a house once where we got a really crazy vibe, Um, you know, and we were we, real quickly, I'll tell the story. We were <laughs> shooting a, a film and we were shooting a scene with some kids and they were sitting on a couch and they were excited and they were all happy and stuff like that and having a good time. And we captured that. And then the flip shot was like their, their point of view. And so I, I had the kids get up and I sat down um, where they were. And when I, when I was there at that point, I heard this grunt, this grunt, like this kind of growly grunt type thing. And there was another right. dude. There was another dude on our film set that that was like sensitive to that stuff too. And I go, "Did you hear that?" And he said, "Yeah." And then I remember, like, we just both got lost in what we were doing and like just kept going because we were shooting. And it's kind of a mode you go in. And um, I remember after the fact, I was talking to some, uh, the homeowner, and I said, "You know, when I was in that corner, there was a weird deal." And they told me this story. About how they, they had a, uh, a plant in there and it was, it was like a window, but you couldn't open it type deal. And like she said that ca- she came in and it was like twisting around one time. So what I did mm-hmm. is I went and I looked up this, the address. I, I Googled it to see what happened. The homeowner before it. And I remember it popped up and his name was like, it was like one of those, na- you ever hear, read a name and go, Ooh, get like a feeling from it. Like it was in, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I got that feeling from his name. And I don't know why. And I got to go into, I looked a little bit deeper into it. I found out that he did have, um, he was like a sex offender, but I did, but I didn't go deep into it. And then when I was thinking about when did I hear that noise? It was when I told the kids to get away from that area. You know what I mean? So like, it was, wow. yeah. I remember, I remember laying in bed, putting it together, doing the Google and shit. Yeah. And when I when I read that part, my body went cold, dude. It scared me. I hit Ray up and explained the, it to him the story, and I couldn't go to like I couldn't go to sleep. Like it was. Yeah. A, I do weird hours, so like that's why I was going to bed at that time. But like it was. uh That still creeps me out to this day. So like for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, well,
1: I don't like yellow houses due to that house, and I don't like pink bathrooms from a different different experience. But yeah. so many things went on in that house. It was nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's hear some of these things. I love hearing these things, you know.
1: Okay, so still to this day, me and my brother, he's my younger brother, but uh, we can't stand coyotes. So my parents had this tapestry of a coyote. And like in this house. So that's the second floor of the house is where everybody's bedrooms were in this house. They had little picture of little cherubs on the wall and this coyote tapestry and everywhere we went, the eyes would follow number one. So, and uh there's a big reason why we don't like coyotes. So as a child, I what I went to go tell my brother what I thought was a dream, yeah. he finished it before I could. That means I astro projected and this happened quite a bit in that house. Mm. And then I got to where I didn't want to oh, I'm giving myself the chills just talking about all this. Um I got to where I didn't want to play with my dolls anymore. I was like, okay, the dolls are creeping me out. But I had the creepy room. And my parents, they would tease me, like, are you the devil's child? Uh, I'd hear them call me a star child. I was just different. I would make these weird predictions, and they would happen. And um, as a child, I knew what a totem animal was because the gray wolf came to me sits at my left, the white tiger sits to the right, and the eagle soars above my head. But my room was the worst. But uh, not only about the coyote, but it is a family belief. And my dad and I talked about it shortly before he passed, that they too were scared of that house. And he said there was some creepy dogs In spirit in the house and I said dad I always felt like they were hellhounds that's what they're called dad and he was like well scared the shit out of your mom and I and we just didn't talk about it and he said the way we saw it was even more creepy he said your bedroom I said yeah he said your closet I said yeah he said you could view out of a certain part through to the kitchen and that's where they saw the glowing eyes And I said, Dad, in Jr.'s room, meaning that's what I called my brother, "Um, his closet was almost as creepy as mine. I said, and there was always glowing eyes. We would try to crawl in there and we're like, screw this noise.
2: Mm.
1: And then there was weird spots in their bedroom, but nothing like mine and his. And mine was the worst. And I would see this like devil on the door. And my parents would ask me, who are you talking to? And I think I even use languages that I'm not even sure what they are. Uh, Who knows? But um, I would describe it. And, you know, it took me a while to put this two and two together, but it turned out to be a lot like the devil in this movie. Crap. Let's see if I can remember the name of it. Uh Tom Cruise is in it and it's about unicorns. Oh legend.
0: Legend. A legend. Yeah.
1: And I was too young to see that movie.
0: That's a graphic devil, too- yeah.
1: Yeah, well, That's Tim Curry. Appearing- <laughs> it kept appearing later in life in the same form. Yeah. And I will go back to some of that story, but uh there's a couple other times that same thing happened. I kept seeing that. So the vibe. To my bedroom, not only was it cold, but there's this closet. And, uh, my, I remember my dad telling me, and maybe more so himself, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: there's a hole in the middle of this floor. Don't play with it. And I heard him say porthole and not at that age did I understand. Okay. What does a child do? When they're told not to play with something, they go meddling in it, right? No. <laughs> but it was shaped in, it was almost like a triple triangle. It was shaped in a triangle. And then there was a platform that sat up above it that was shaped in a triangle. And it always gave me this, like, as a child, child terminology, bad witch vibes, like dark magic. And everybody did not like coming to my room. Nobody would stay the night at our house. Never.
0: Never. I got the vibe like some dark prayers were said in those closets at one point. Like they might have been worship rooms for bad things or something, right? What do you think about that?
1: Right. Right. And I don't know what was going on with my brother's room, but I could tell you the hell hounds were in his room, too, in his closet.
0: You know, the hell hounds. It's funny because, you know, the parents admitting to it, we've heard many stories of that too, where like the parents just don't want to, don't want to admit to it because it'll be every, you know what I mean? Scared because it scares at Once the parents admit to, okay, we're scared too. I think all bets are off at that point. It's kind of like uh, they don't, they didn't feel,
1: admit that way later in life for me. Way later.
0: Yeah. I feel like if you, I feel like if, if, if a kid was scared about, something and the, a parent admitted to being afraid too I think the kid would be an overtime scared because now the parent couldn't protect them for, for the first time you know what I mean right
1: so so yeah. my dad explained it that all three of us my mother included were scared and he just had to be the brave one and you know kind of push that aside and distract us you know what I'm saying because this was the house that he purchased it was the house he put his heart and soul into we were there for the long haul, you know.
0: That's the thing, you yeah. know. You 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 buy a home, you make a home, and like you have, you you have the house. You want you now you're doing the home thing, and it's like you don't want to know. You, even if you start to see things, you don't want to believe that something like that is actually going down. You know what I mean?
1: Even our company would they they would have regular company yeah. primarily the weekends. It would be like my onc- uh, uh, uncle and their family or their best friends, and they would be uncomfortable in the house, but they would visit, but they would not stay. And uh my brother and I have been pushed and tripped down those flights of stairs or pushed up the stairs yeah. several times.
0: I prefer being pushed up the stairs. It's <laughs> right? It's way safer, you know? Yeah, yeah. When you see, So when you've seen this devil-like thing, was it a full-body thing, or was it – was it the face? What was the what you say, It, it was, was a
1: full body. It was a full body and they, so, they they would tell me that I would be talking in a different language.
0: Yeah. So it's full did it have a tail? Is it kinda like you know what I mean, what, what we when you see an image or a picture an image in your head of like the devil, did it have like a tail, hooves? Was it completely like the thing from Legend, which is Tim Curry, mind you, the great Tim Curry? I played that. It board.
1: was like the guy, uh, the devil and the legend, and I don't remember hooves or tails, but yeah, I remember the horns and the face and the the jawline and it being beat red. And like I said, I was too young to have seen that movie. Yeah, I mean, it came and it would have came out later, and at that point in time. He wasn't making very good money, so it probably would have been on a VHS, and I still can't piece together. I still can't piece together how I would know that devil. That that devil, right. But what weirds me out even further, guys, is the fact that whoever created that man, that devil in that movie, I wonder if they had seen that
0: devil. They've seen that devil. There's some dark arts in the Hollywood system, and I vibe with that. Um, I definitely vibe with Debbie and some, some dark stuff. The, that devil is always, you know, there's been many forms of the devil throughout the years in film, but that one, you know, it's kind of the most fantastical, you know what I mean? Devil, right. you know what I mean? But I always, but the devil is that he's very bombastic. He's very large than life. You know what I mean? Type deal. That's like, that's kind of what I think the, the vibe of it a little bit is with that, why that one is so scary. You know what I mean?
1: So one of the biggest things that happened at that place, everybody was gone. I want to say they went to Portland. Yeah. About a 45-minute drive. And I was asked to stay at the house and mow the lawn. And it was a riding lawn mower. Didn't think nothing of it. Went to go do it. I don't know what the hell happened. But next thing I know, it's like the choke. I mean, full throttle. I couldn't get it to turn off. I was afraid to jump off of it because I knew something crazy was happening. And I just rode it out till it ran out of gas and I was so freaked out that day and I still don't even know if any one of those three ever believed me. But I mean, I just remember being frightened beyond repair. Like it was almost like, you know, like the movie Christine where right. the car is possessed. It was the lawnmower, you know, and I really feel like that guy, whoever haunts that is in the front yard, but more toward uh, the swampy area of that. And I don't know if it's just me and my thinking, but I always feel like he's a Native American man. And it's not, Marcus. that is Cowlitz County. So it could be a Callitz County tribe. Maybe it was a burial ground. Who knows? That's just how I feel.
0: Ray, what do you, what's your take on like, with it being <clears throat> the lawnmower situation, front yard vibes? Uh, somebody that maybe that that was loved loved that house. They were always kept the lawn perfect. You know what I mean. And maybe they had a heart attack on the lawnmower outside in the front yard, and now they're stuck with that house because they love it. And anybody that goes in and does something they don't like or changes something, they have bad bad vibes towards. What are you thinking about something like that?
3: That's possible. I'm getting a sense of more like it's something very ancient.
0: Really. So the, do you do you think this could have been the the devil? We're talking ancient devil, like 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 something like that, or
3: you think that's well, like a I'm,
0: demon type deal?
3: I'm talking two different things. You're talking that uh, devil or demon thing in the house, but outside, I'm talking about uh, something very very uh, ancient, very old, attached to the land.
0: Interesting. right? I always felt that too. You said Native American, so that that I think that's pretty. That goes way back.
3: Did you ever, when you were there, probably outside, um, possibly inside, but I get getting the feeling outside. Did you ever see or get a glimpse out of the corner of your eyes uh what would look like a very tall, thin person, very gaunt, um, kind of very sinister looking? Did you ever see that? Yeah. While you were there?
1: Yeah. I'm getting the chills from this. Yeah.
3: Okay, that 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 was was never a person. Oh, okay. You you had a collection there, as as far as if you're talking evil entities, you had a collection on that land.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm telling you. I, I mean, people are like, okay, this place is haunted. This was like, shh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, maybe it's something you'd see in the T, you know, the movies. You like people watch ghost adventures and stuff and I'm like, okay, that's a little creepy, but what I went through was a hell of a lot more creepy. And I was just a little girl.
0: So what do you th- what do you think it was, Ray?
2: Right.
3: Uh I think it was a collection it was, that was just how the evil presented itself. It collected the energy in it from that land and it just kind of haunted the land.
0: Is that a, multiple entities or one one big? Uh,
3: one entity. It was. It. it I don't want to attach to it because I don't want it. But. Yeah, I see uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it it was it was a dark being. It just presented as as a human, but uh, it was something something out of
0: the dark. It's crazy how they can appear as human. That's like some of the creepiest stuff of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, when you brought up the, the 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 coyote painting, was it? The
1: yeah, it was. It was a portrait that they had hanging up in the house. Yeah. The eyes.
0: I was going to say the eyes always get me. Ever since a little kid, when I'd see them in the movies, like eyes, right. hearing stories of eyes on paintings move, or like you know oil paintings where, you you, you know, it, it changes, you know what I mean? There's, like, like whatever happening in the background changes and stuff like that. Like, that stuff creeps me out. Um I've never seen anything like that in my life, but that's always one of those ones that I always go, wow, what a thing, what a thing. And it, and it, and it fits right in there with the paranormal with, you know, ghostly times and ghostly eras and such, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I get down with it. And they go, well, oh.
1: even, even as a shaman, because I'm studying shamanism and energy work and this and that. So when I look at animals and I get to know their characteristics, the coyote is the spiritual trickster.
2: Yeah.
1: So that doesn't make me feel any more comfortable. And my brother, he's only like barely two years younger than me, and he... Anytime that word coyote comes up, and believe me, I'm still sitting out in the country now, but in a different area, obviously, and I can hear coyotes, and I'm just like, just makes me cringe and want to go right back inside, put that cigarette out right now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. well, <laughs> I okay. don't
1: like
2: it.
0: We got coyote issues down here where, like, you go into the woods too late, you might have an issue with pack of them getting on you. I've heard a few personal st- – I have a friend of mine who's buddy Um. I think he kind of passed away beforehand, but nonetheless, the coyotes went went to, went to work on him, and there wasn't much left, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're like they're vicious deals for sure. You know what I mean? You got to be careful. Yeah. Now I know you said you both, you and your brother, both seen the glowing eyes in the closets, right? Yep,
1: they're sinister-looking eyes too. Very sinister. Very. Dark, um, yeah, just sinister crap happened in that house. Do you guys and I th- think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think it caused more problem, marital problems, and problems, you know, just amongst the family and relatives that did come over and stay. But I mean, outside of that, nobody would stay at that house. I think it's just total chaos.
0: I wonder if there was ever like. You know, a story that came along with that house that they didn't tell you that everybody knew. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. He never – my parents I, never said that. I don't I don't think they knew what they were getting, you know?
0: Yeah, like that was I'm Old just, Man Samson's. Everybody in town knew that to be Old Man Samson's house. And everybody knows what happened to Old Man Samson there, but we don't talk about it
1: anymore. I don't know. You know what's weird? I tried to look up the new owners. And uh, you, now if you look on Google Maps, it just looks like an empty property but it's still my there. Re- huh?
0: You think they knocked it down or is it definitely still there?
1: It's definitely there, but, and last I heard there was trailers and I think that I researched it a while back. Cause so my brother said, you know, I almost want to go back and talk to those people. And I'm like thinking in my head now you're not trained like I am. And I see still need a hell a lot more training. Mm. You may not want to do that. You may not want to go up there and just, you know, talk to these people you know, and it does feel ancient there and you always felt watched you know? and not necessarily with eyes, just, you know, like somebody's in the bathroom watching you or right. if you were in the kitchen, just didn't matter.
0: I get a question that goes with, that. that? Bit. you know, this is for both of you. If if anybody got the answer, like if you, so if you, let's just say we had this energy, Like a native spirit that was, you know, neither bad or good on the property. And it was there for an ancient amount of time. Now, and then at one point, like maybe Satan worshippers moved into that house. And, you know, maybe there was altars in those closets. Now, do you think that the the worshipping of something dark like that would turn that neither hair nor hair, good or bad, spirit bad and maybe pollute them? Is that is that something that would happen in the spirit world and make it overall evil instead of something that was kind of middle of the road? Is that a possibility? Is that is that a, how's that flow? All
1: right, I'm going to say it could happen.
0: Yeah. I, I would assume influence. It's I guess, the overall question I guess is can the uh, can you know, past on souls or entities be corrupted, be poisoned by like Satan worship, pr- pr- praise to darker things. Yeah.
1: I don't know what's they think.
0: Um.
3: Well, when you say passed on, I would have to say they they would have to be attached or trapped.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. an, like a previous haunt, like a previous haunting for sure. Yeah. Like if there was a, like if you had like when we went to Rutland and there was a mixture of different personalities of the of the spirits. Like, and there were some of them that were middle of the road. There was, I think, one that was bad. And then there was one that was very innocent, if I remember correctly. So, like, if you were to have, like, an innocent spirit caught in, you know, this paranormal zone, and you had all this Satan worship or negative whatever worship that brought in all the bad energy, do you think that would pollute that once, you know, not-so-harmless entity? Uh, There's only, there's
3: one particular. The type of demon I know of that might be able to do that—that's a soul collector. Yeah. But outside of that, I would say that if it's a good spirit, it'll just stay separate from the negativity. Mm.
0: Okay. I'm I'm very happy you had an answer for that because I was I was lost in my mind. But I thought it was a good question. You know what I mean? Um, you know, with this with this gentleman there. I do think that he was a lover of the house, and it, with the, the 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 lawnmower deal, I def, I think there's something up to that. I think it's more than just, you know, Ray said it was one big energy, but I don't know. I guess it's a weird deal. If it was a you uh, you said that you think there is multiple there, Ray. I'm gonna have to agree with that if that's what you were saying. Yeah, I I I believe there's multi there are
3: multiples there, not on the level of an elemental, but I believe that there are some lingering spirits
0: there and they were attached to the land i get a vibe of like an older dude that maybe all he had was the house it was his everything or maybe it was with his family and he worked himself to the bone to keep that house looking good and that yard looking good and then passed away in the yard maybe lawn mowing and uh because of that you know that that would go that would heavily go with people coming changing things upsetting it or even just coming in you know what i mean uh, The life of a ghost ain't no life for me, they say. Uh, you know, you just kind of stuck to do the rotation deal. And it's kind of heartbreaking for the poor thing when you think about it. It's very unfortunate. Luckily, we have people like Rain that will set them free. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> right.
1: I'm the only one that happened to. I'm the only one that had the really crazy experiences, the um, psychic insights, I have another creepy story. It doesn't pertain to this property, but in Spokane, Washington, uh, before I move on to that story, I want to say that I think that house really influenced me into the dark arts first, which I'm hearing, um, isn't too out of the ordinary for some folks. Yeah. Then it also, I also had this feeling and it, I've always felt like this, not within the last few years, but since that house, I always felt like the dark and the light were always fighting for fighting over me. Mm. Even in later adulthood, having kids, I stuff would happen. So like there there was one time my kid and I were she crawled in her bed. We were in an apartment and we didn't know it. And she slept in her foot of her feet and I wake up to her being pulled off the bed. So she quit digging into spirituality and she's just now opening back up and she's mm. twenty six. Yeah. But
0: Yeah, well, uh, I guess too real like that for you that I could definitely make you kind of take a step back <clears throat> for sure. I want to ask one more thing before we move on. The triple sure. tri the triple triangles in the closet. Um you know, I know the triangles are heavy paranormal stuff. And the triple stuff, we've talked about that on the show before, right, haven't we, with the triple triple triangles or just the, the triangulates? So if you put three triangles together, don't you get a pentagram or something like that?
3: Uh, two, three pentagram.
0: I don't think so. Okay. The, the porthole. Got,
3: got the five sides. The triple
0: would have more sides than a pentagram. And it was three triangles in each closet?
1: In my closet it was triangle shaped then there was a there was a hole in the middle of the floor
0: yeah the
1: portal and then there was a platform kind of that kind of sat up a few feet mm-hmm. actually probably at least 5 feet because I remember having to climb up there and that was in a triangle and my brother's closet was in a triangle there was something going on with triangles in that house
0: What's um, that? Triangles are huge paranormal stuff. You know what I mean. With the Bridgewater Triangle, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah.
1: I'd be the kid. I'd be the kid that would get marks, unknown marks on my body, uh, too. Couldn't describe what happened to me. Yeah. But I have another really creepy story, I and that it.
0: happened.
1: Oh, oh, I have so many. You guys would have to bring me back multiple times. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Spokane, Washington, same apartment that I was just telling you about with my daughter. Yeah. So you and I spoke a little bit about this. I went to somebody I didn't know's house very well because I was invited to and I had my oldest daughter. And the energy in that that apartment, a couple blocks from my house, was nuts. And I asked her, what are you doing making this potion to make all these guys sleep with you? And I shit you not. So she asked me to get on the computer with her, and next thing I know, she walks away, and this computer just blows up and mm. catches her cat on fire. Holy my God. child, my child, and I ran two blocks home. Two blocks home, feet feet. I get in the door, try to call my mom, tell her what's going on. Not getting through. I eventually put on what I call like a witch's brew. I put some cinnamon and some spices in to tame this energy so I could make the call. And I tell my mom, I need help. I'm flipping scared and I'm feeling very angry toward the family. Like I want to take them out. And it, it was, um, eventually help came. And it was a Native American friend of my mom's best friend's boyfriend and I believe, I didn't know it at the time, but I believe he did an abstraction and soul retrieval. First, I thought he was just cleansing. But now that I understand more about abstraction and soul retrieval, um, I believe that was done. And I saw him several years later at a whole different house. By then, my kids were like teenagers. And he saw me and he still got the heebie-jeebies. He was a little afraid to talk to me. And then it creeped me out because he had last thing he asked is if I can he could have a lock of my hair and I'm like hell no, hell yeah. no. He
0: <laughs> thought it would be that would have been a creepy. So I do yeah. He got the heebie jeebs. Call him heebie jeebs.
1: So one more really scary story that's not pertaining to that house. Real quick,
0: real we you know we can't just gloss over a, fr- a fried cat. You know what I mean? So the right. Guy- it, 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 the fire, they all blow up together or the fire kind of jumped from the computer to the,
1: the cat? computer. Yeah, the computer started on fire and the cat was trying to get over the computer and okay. it caught the cat's little tail on fire. I felt so bad.
0: Did it, die, did it perish or just the tail?
1: I think it just the tail.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Uh, for, for a second, like I, like I think critter. it got yeah. out
1: of your safe. No, no.
0: That but no. The tail's fine. Cats are usually nuisances. You know what I mean? If you can, <laughs> can get a little burn on the tail, that's why. Right. So, one other
1: really good one for you guys, seeing how I'm here.
0: Ray, did you have a comment before we move on?
3: <laughs> sure. I was going to ask did the cat jump between you and the computer? No, it jumped over the computer. It got spooked.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I like where Ray was going with that, though, because they could have been trying to protect you guys.
1: Right, right.
0: No. So.
1: I think it just scared the hell out of it. So the Spokane, Washington, there's a street called Sprague. It's not known for very good things, like prostitution and whatnot on some of it. But so the kids' biological father and I were – He wanted to go get his tire changed at his buddy's shop in the middle of the night. Don't ask me. We're driving along. So we got the tire changed. And I had my oldest child. Most of my incidents were with my oldest child. No wonder the shit kind of spooks her a little bit. But she was a baby. She was in the back seat. And so we were leaving the shop, heading back home to the lower South Hill. And all of a sudden, and her dad screams. Please God know. And I look up, and there's the most sinister looking black woman mm. Mm. in the street. And it had the most evil eyes. And it's like, it appears like we're going to hit it. Like it just wanted to be hit, right? And so it disappeared, but then it traveled into the opposite lane going the opposite direction. And I remember looking back, like, oh, my God, those people, what if they are so scared they're going to wreck? Mm. I mean, I got stories beyond stories, but that one still gives me the heebie-jeebies, like, really
0: bad. Was she messed up, like, she got hit or something? Because I feel like she she's probably the ghost of somebody that got hit, I would assume.
1: I don't know. She was, like, it, you, 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 it would appear from, you know, traffic distance, like, hey, there's this elderly black lady. Mm. But then you got closer and she's not moving and he's like, oh, freaking out, trying. And I caught a glimpse of those eyes and it was just the scariest damn look. Like, ha ha, come hit me, fool. Like, I'm not leaving. I'm here to freak your ass out. That's how I felt. So she was standing in front of the car? She was walking across this busy traffic. Oh, okay. But then She turned and, you know, with your headlights on, you could see the look on her face. Right. And as you're trying to break, you know, slow down and, like, not hit this person or maybe traffic's weaving, it still gives me the heebie-jeebies wheeze from hell. That's all I can say. I can't even describe that look. It it was almost, like, very sinister, like, please just hit me. I dare you. I'm, you know, I'm here to mess with you
0: at a party it's uh <laughs> public enemies night of the base comes to mind when i think of something like that yeah walking around on the streets craziness that's yeah that's definitely creepy you know because it's very real it's a very real situation um
1: well if ray I- arnold could ever make it to to, to either spokane washington because there's some creepy stuff here yeah. There's a cemetery. Or the, the it's been well known called the kids called it. You know the the partier, the younger generation called it the thirteen steps. I tried to climb up those thirteen steps, thinking, yeah, yes, right. just just a cemetery. I got halfway and chickened out. Like I that energy felt so crazy, I couldn't even
0: go up there. That's the thirteen steps to hell, right?
1: Yeah, that's what they were calling it. Yep.
0: So it was where it was literally 13 steps and pe- people couldn't make it down. I didn't their get to the
1: thirteen. I didn't get to the 13, I did not get to the 13 steps. Okay. I got creeped out about halfway through. What
0: creeped you out? You see something, hear something, get the vibe? What's
1: it the was up? this overcoming darkness. I was like, hmm. I thought, you know, for a while there that it was just me, but yeah. I still can't even let it go. If we drive by it, I have to look. Yeah. Like the other day I got to thinking about it and I tried to see if the, the properties changed properties changed. You know, they've got a different, a different cemetery and whatnot on it. But I wonder if it's still got that vibe. There's some creepy crud in Spokane, Washington too. Like the haunted mansions that are well-known. Um. That,
0: what, what did those 13 steps go to? What was it? Was it a, a cemetery or a house?
1: It was said that it goes to the gates of hell.
0: What so, it, you know. Yeah. But if you were As trying teen, to sell that to, if you if you were real estate and you were trying to sell that to a customer, what what does those 13 steps, they go to, they got to go to something. Is it just a field or?
1: I don't know. I'm thinking some kind of porthole. Like, you know, I thought my teenage friends were just, you know, pulling legs and like, let's go scare the
0: girl. Right. There's no physical thing at the bottom of it, though. Like, it's not like a. At the bottom of the thirteen steps you go to a right. library. I've or... lived
1: in haunted houses. I've I've done this and that, but yeah. I just got so creeped out I couldn't even do it. I yeah,
0: couldn't. Well, it happens. We don't think any less here. You know, that happens to the best of us. I've had a lot of good people, me Ray have a lot of good people on the show that got spooked out a little bit. It happens. We're mostly ghostly for crying out loud.
1: Oh, right.
0: You know what I mean? You
1: say haunted mansions. Um. Yes, there's a haunted mansion, I guess.
0: People that have mansions <laughs> don't want to die. That's why they stay haunted. They they want to stick around with their riches.
1: There's some kind of some kind of storyline behind it. I I don't know. I'm gonna have to check that out. For next but, time, uh, I haven't what? been there, and <clears throat> this one yeah. has also been known to be named by the Indians. And I'm not saying that with any disrespect because I'm part Native American.
0: I am as well. But it's
1: said to be the land of the sick. And I got creeped out when I read that. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good title to have, the land
1: of No. So it's got some history here. But if yeah. Ray ever makes it, if Ray Arnold, that is, ever makes it to Spokane or Castle in Longview, Washington. Castle in Longview, Washington and are both a trip. Yeah. Um. I'd say there's probably more dark activity over geologically over there, it's primarily mm. up where we used to live. It was like off of Mount Pleasant, but it was on Cool Road. I mean, our neighbor across the street would have creepy stuff happening. Our neighbors down the way, probably about, I don't know, a couple of city blocks or country blocks, I guess. Creepy stuff. I don't know. Mm.
0: Well, you brought up Ray Arnold a few times. When did you get you and Ray Arnold cross paths and you become a part of Metro West? I think it's been about three years,
1: and we yeah. actually met through Karen Cotta.
0: Okay. She's a you know, friend of the show. She's been on the show. We'll be again.
1: I met Karen in a psychic medium group on Facebook, and it turned out I was a little more psychic than the host, and <laughs> he had some really dark crap with him, so... Oh, myself, uh, Kai Graham, I think was a host of, uh guest of your guys'. Uh, quite a few of us left and blocked him, but uh, I met Karen there because I could see things were going on with her and doesn't seem to leave her, no matter where she goes, where she moves, mm-hmm. even still up to today, I spent most of my day trying to help her figure some stuff out. Yeah. She's being attacked in her home. Uh she's uh she's shown some really cool pictures, like something's there with her and I know Ray's trying to Ray Arnold is trying to get better footage and this and that. And I guess if you will debunk a few things, maybe just to make sure. But yeah, she I feel like she's got attachments to her. They've been there I, for a while.
0: If you, I feel like if you know things are there, you skip the stage of getting footage and stuff like that, getting evidence, and try and get like a uh, someone in there that can do some heavy prayers. Or that's probably what I think the answer would be. To, you know, before it gets too late. You know what I mean? No, anything bad to happen, and bad things have happened in certain situations. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Yep. But I, that'd be my advice. Get some Ray Booten. Got to get Ray Booten into a situation like that. It's five thousand dollar fee. Five dollars. <laughs> the um. <laughs> but now nah, we're always thinking of her over here. We just had her on maybe what was it three four episodes back? I think maybe, yeah. maybe more. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, great- I listened yeah. to the most of that one. I thought that one was pretty cool. I appreciate the listen. You know what I mean? We get down with that. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, you know, uh, I think we dove... We're definitely going to be having your backs. So on I know you're full of stories. Did you want to throw <laughs> yeah. one more in? You want to throw one more in there? Or you want to... What are you thinking? You want to l- l- let the people go on a on a Halloween note? Since it is Halloween season, should we give them one last little story? From me? From you. They don't want to hear it from us.
1: Uh, I let me hear it. Let me think what's another really good one
2: Jeez, you know
1: okay I I got one this one baffled me it's not really well it could be interpreted creepy to some people but still going back to spirituality like I've been a spiritual person since I was a little girl uh my oldest daughter was about nine months old when this happened because she started walking that day but um I was in my mom's apartment and we were talking about spirituality and her mother came through my body, but it was her voice Hmm. and she's been long past. Yeah. But not like for a very long time because she passed right before my daughter was born shortly before my daughter was born. And, um, But anyway, yeah, that my mom wouldn't talk to me for two days. She just locked herself in the bedroom. And I'm like, it's nothing I did, but I gotta tell you, that was different. Yeah, that was so different. I mean, I remember crying, like I was thinking, what the hell is going on with me? I'm hearing grandma's voice because I talked to her on the phone. I remember that I met her in person. Um, but so I was like that vessel, I guess. She wanted to tell my mom it's not right to discourage me from spiritualism. And the this grandma is where, on my mom's side, her mother, I think, was one of the most strongest with that on her side of the family. Now, on my dad's side... That's a whole different story in itself, but yeah. she's where I really pick up the strong spiritualism, but in short, they were like cussing each other out, and I just had to be the third party, like the vessel, listening as I'm crying, like, what the hell's going on with me?
0: Yeah. It was a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dang. Right. What do you think about burning cats in your, in your studies? Have you ever had any situations where an animal? I know we hear things of prints on arms, people being pushed and stuff, but you think an animal's innocent. You know what I mean? Do you think that, um, and for, I guess realistically, do you think that it was the doing of the entity that burnt the cat or it was just the cat kind of being a little clumsy, perhaps, cause he was jumping over the fire. What do you, what do you think kind of with that?
3: It it could have been clumsy. I do know that cats are protectors. Yeah, that, That's why I asked if it came between you and the fire, you know, came between you, because cats will tend to protect. Mm. The other thing is that once uh, anything evil has touched you, even if uh, no matter what you do your rest of your life, and even if it's the opposite of evil, you have to protect yourself because it will constantly be trying to touch you again trying to lure you back. Particularly the more you go towards the light, the more it's going to attack you to prevent you from doing that.
1: Oh, I figured that out, Ray. I did. Uh My old man got attachments. And the more I studied shamanism and energy work, the stronger that crap got. I ended up having to move out and move away from him because it attacked me. uh, Not this... The Halloween before last that stuff came out and was wicked and I had to get police involved and an escort out to the property, and yeah, it was not good. And I, you know, even from afar, if we talk through text, I'm like, you really need an abstraction of soul retrieval. Spirit release therapy, that's another thing I study. I'm really intrigued with that one.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that soul release therapy.
1: Spirit release therapy.
0: Um. Is it like a... Like, sounds almost like, um, like exercising a little bit, like calling out demons or something. No?
1: Yeah, it's kind of similar to abstraction and soul retrieval, but it's more on the lines of what you're talking about, I guess. Um, I haven't took the advanced part yet. I'm, I'm about to, but, um, basically the instructor brings it up as okay, there's earth bounce. Yeah, they can get attached to people, and then there's the you know those those dark what I like to call shit
0: energies,
1: (laughs) (laughs) entities, you know, and then he talks a little bit about ETs and how they can be housed in you, which thus would be proving what shamans believe or um, medicine women medicine men if for those that don't know, know um but instead of like you know trying to go to the chakras and find out what house what chakra house they're in and this and that it's like a, it's almost like a guided meditation but in a, a prompt so what you're doing is trying to talk to them and tell them hey your leader, whoever your leader is, whoever you call your leader, whatever it is, they fib to you. You are not dark and it's about trying to get them to go to the light and maybe getting info out of them like, hey, when did you when did when did you um get attached? Why did you get attached? How old was this person? Um what happened to them? Were they were they sick? Um, you know, stuff like that. And then just trying to get them to move on. So where shamanism, there's a lot more I feel detailed, but then you know, still kind of the same concept. Only there's more ceremonial work with the shamanism. Yeah, I've taken several shamanism classes, and that's another thing. As a child, not only did I know about my totems, but I knew medicine woman and writer. I just haven't got to the author part. But, yeah, I didn't know what the word shamanism meant, but I knew Medicine Woman.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess it was a TV show. What is it, Quinn? Medicine Woman?
1: What yeah. Was that,
0: what was that show in the 90s? I want to say Anthony Quinn, but I know it's not Anthony Quinn.
1: I I think I know what you're talking about. And, I you know, when I was a child... Trying to explain, I didn't, keep in mind, I was so young. Yeah. So young. Younger than you probably would think a, a child would be with such weird experiences. But I remember telling my mom, this will tell you how intuitive I really was, even back then. And then I went through the stage and got blocked and had to get back into spiritualism. But um I remember telling her that I see big smoke. And I hear drums and there um fire in the back, mm. like maybe like a fire ceremony. Yeah. And I was explaining the like shamanic dancing that was going on and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then I also told her about my my other half, the person I was meant to be with. He wouldn't come to me till way later in life, which happened. I had his initials already. I knew basically where he looked, what he looked like, where he had traveled. We were actually only about an hour or two in distance from living. Uh And why he was coming to me and he would be coming to me at the worst part of my life. So what happened was both my parents living separately. They had gotten divorced when I was 18. I got a call about both of them. They almost, passed on the same day separate house and it just tipped my ass over the barrel. I remember the ER doctors telling me crap, that would, that would make anybody tip over. But, um, so he came to me shortly after that happened. So and that was scary. I almost felt like I was like going to die or kind of like a prison in my own, um, anxiety. I don't even know how to describe it. I still have panic attacks, but nothing like that. But um, I really think after that, getting back to spiritualism led me to the shamanic studies. And I think it was a part of the hero's journey
2: because if you
1: think about it, you got to have a psychic break or a near death experience before some people will actually step into the spiritualism.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot even with like the paranormal <clears throat> a lot of like near death experiences or like trauma um bring people to kind of you know, you got to get that close to the edge, I think. Once you get that close enough to the other side, I think you're kind of, you're more open with it as well as more knowledgeable of it around you and such.
1: Yeah, well, I will say this, if it weren't for my spiritualism, mm-hmm. them passing these last few years, I would not be okay. And that was the one thing I would have been really afraid of. Like, I didn't want to go say goodbye to my mom. Yeah. I didn't. I was afraid, like, oh, my God, this just going to start all over again. But I did fine. I remember looking at her. And telling her, hey, uh, without knowing, talking to people to come play some music for her. Mom, I want you to go with the angels when they come play the harp. And I'll be a SOB if somebody didn't come in and play the harp, you know, for her. I didn't know. I, it was just something I said. It's not like something I foresaw. Right. I was just like very emotional. And then my dad. Um, I think it was like a year, so many months and days away. Cause she passed on 9-11 and he passed over in October of last year, shortly before Halloween. So yeah, with the veil being, the veils being thin, I wouldn't be surprised at all if my parents are watching me. He did say before he passed, he was very proud of me for this. At first, I thought my mom was always the one that was kind of scared of me and my spiritualism. She was like, Kind of leery about it, you know. Yeah. Especially if I told him, "Hey, your mom's been visiting me." She'd look at me like I'm nuts. I'm getting the hell away from you right now. Yeah, kind of thing. It was just too much for her. But then toward the tail end, um, she was starting to really dig it. Yeah. Watching on the sidelines with her daughter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that people don't, you know, get it earlier. But at least better late than never. That's what I always say. Right I, right.
3: I I have a quick question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes or no? Does meat pie mean anything to you? Say that again. Does meat pie mean anything to you? Not that I can recall, no. Okay, then it's something else. Because when I open up, I tend to pick things up. Sometimes I live in a um, senior community. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been here for seven years and I've seen a lot of people come and go, including my neighbor who was a relative and sometimes I pick things up going on around here. But okay, I just wanted to ask that to determine whether it's from, from, something going on over here or with you.
0: Not <laughs> that I'm aware of. I could go okay. for a piece of meat pie. That's for sure. <laughs> if that means anything. Yeah. I I I don't know. Uh well, Christine, this has been a pleasure. Thank we'll def- you. We'll definitely have to bring you back for many more volumes, you know what I mean? This is good times. Right. Maybe, maybe we'll get we'll get the great Ray on and we'll round up the Metro West people. You know what I mean? That would
1: be really cool.
0: We've had I think we've had two, maybe three Metro West people on. Maybe three might be the tops overall. I think the first time Ray came on, I think he came with two people, I think. But we'll be outnumbered. When- Mostly ghosts who will be outnumbered. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to bring extra protection. <laughs> I'm going to bring extra protection with me on that day. You know what all I mean? Right. Well, thank you again for being on the show. We'll definitely have you all back. Ray, did you want to say anything in closing before we popped out?
3: Uh, Just stay on that path. Don't waver. Just keep right. keep going towards that light, under spirituality. And don't waver, don't let anything att- uh, intimidate you. Nothing can hurt you if you don't let it.
1: Right. And I think I'm just actually, I think that might be part of my calling, honestly. At first, I thought I'd bond myself, but a couple of weeks ago, just kept coming up. Maybe I am meant to not just be a medicine woman, but to help exit dark energies and stuff. Maybe, you know, I believe that uh, there was no coincidence that I was in that house. You know, I messed with dark energy. I couldn't get rid of the Ouija board when we were messing with it. That creeped me out. I mean, yeah. I've been through some stuff. So, you know, I'm no stranger to this.
0: We could do another hour on Ouija boards.
2: Woo!
0: One of our favorite <laughs> subjects. Darkness. There's some real darkness up in there. But We thank you. You know, have a happy Halloween over there. We, uh, we thank everybody out there listening. If you like this episode, you know where you can go find out more episodes exactly where you heard this one. Uh, support the boombastic media YouTube page. I believe the first nine episodes of mostly ghostly are up there. If you want, if you go and watch those, you can tell everybody that you were OG there from the beginning because they passed through your retina. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're looking to support, we have a, Patreon page at boombastic streaming Patreon that involves all the podcasting as well as the film stuff. And since it is Horoween time, and I believe this will be, you, the, the folks will be getting this a little, little after Halloween, but that just means there's no wait for you because you're going to pop on that boombastic media YouTube page and watch the big Horoween boombastic, super duper Halloween extravaganza, the 2022, uh, year three of the audio. It started off as a film fest type deal. We would gather in a theater and do our, our horror films and our friends' horror films. And during the COVID times, we brought it to the digital world. But uh, definitely go check that out. Supporting that is supporting the show. And we love support. Everybody here loves support, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Beautiful thing. So we'll see all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly